the Windy City, the city of big shoulders, Ditka Town. It's another episode of The Loftest Party. I'm in Chicago. We are uh, doing our Freedom to Laugh show tonight. We're filming a special for Fox Nation. It's craziness. Yesterday was a big travel day. There's a lot of pre-production stuff. Glad to be here. I'm in a giant cavernous hotel room, so I'm sure it sounds lovely. I'm sure it sounds like I'm in a, a high-tech uh, recording studio. We got uh, we got the gimlet on the other end of the line, as Hello. always. Hello. What is the big shoulders thing? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I know the Windy City because it's Windy's all hell. I think the big shoulders, it might have something to do with, uh, just strong people moving around meat. <laughs> Cause it, I think that's what, what Chicago was known for back in the day. It was like the big butcher capital of the world. Ah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I know some of them, I know why the big apple is the big apple. Uh, that's kind of a cool one. That comes from uh, jazz music. When musicians would travel around the country, uh, they would call gigs apples. And like, oh, we're playing, you know, Chattanooga. It's a pretty good apple, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, New York being the most important of all the, the gigs, the, the right. biggest money, it was the big apple. Nice. So there we've learned something. We well, like to start I just, each show I lived with trivia. Outside, I lived outside of Chicago, and I've heard the Windy City. I just never heard the big shoulders thing. It's, I got to tell you, and there's nothing against the good people of Chicago, but it's like a different kind of person here. It's so wonderful. Like, sometimes you forget just how big of a country America is and, like, mm-hmm. how there's, like, you know, just regionally, there's, like, it's just a different kind of person here. A lot of mustaches still, a lot of dudes with... <laughs> Still rocking, uh, and unironically, they're just like... like the 70s porn stash? Yes, yes, uh, and, and a lot of puffy jackets, <laughs> however... Well, it's cold! It, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. So I'm in, a, I'm in a part of town called Schomburg, and there's a great uh, improv out here, and so that's where we're doing the show, and there's a giant mall, and like yesterday was just, yesterday was a good long day. Uh, left New York in the morning, got to Chicago, a uh, little pre-production, then there was running around and, you know, filming Chicago landmarks, and then camera dudes coming in, and then scouting the location, and so, uh, nothing's easy, nothing's easy, but it's gonna be great, it's gonna be, I'm I'm so looking forward to uh, the show tonight, and uh, and then next week's, uh, next week's show, we'll have the post-Thanksgiving show, I'll let you know how the uh, the taping went. Brian Hayner's here. He rolled in from L.A. Uh, and Reno, oh, my God. Reno Collier, that dude just makes me laugh. Just makes me laugh. We went out to dinner last night, and it's like he starts telling stories that he's told already like a million times. But you don't stop him because it's just it's just funny. And he, he laughs so hard. He makes himself cry. He laughs so hard. And these are stories, like, you're like, as he's telling it, you're like, really, dude? You're going to cry again? Like, you've told me this story seven times. But right. he's just so he's just so delighted in the retelling of it. So it's it's going to be a fun show. Uh, yeah. Brian, uh, yeah, Hayner's here. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I love having so, Reno on this, on this show. He is a goofball. It, it, was, a goofball. it was a good chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's good people. Brian, I like fantastic. what you're saying. You 
people from LA need to stop moving to my town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a Nashville dude, and that's what the the, nope. the, the L.A. people are descending like locusts. So yeah. I have no idea uh, what's going on in the news, other than you're making a bunch of it. Uh, I know well, that I wasn't trying to. <laughs> well, that's it. it's what listen. It's what I love about social media, uh, right. and, and how it's supposed to work. It's like okay, there's a person here that's that's you know saying something interesting and then enough people find out about it so just to let our listeners know uh the 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 gimlet over there you know as we were talking about ukraine and the the impeachment and all mostly like i i think it's like the ukrainian stuff glenn beck glenn beck picked up on it because you guys it was like parallel thinking he was saying the same thing you were saying and uh old glenn beck down there in dallas texas was like "Ooh, check out this good stuff and he like reposted yeah. the whole thread, yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. He didn't repost my thread. He actually posted an article that I wrote over at NOQ. Um, mm-hmm. And it it what it did is people may or may not remember Michael McFall, who was Barack Obama's ambassador to Russia. Um, he's also been accused of being the architect of what is called color revolutions, um, which he vehemently denies. However, at one point, he did articulate the seven things that are required for a successful, successful one. And I went, through, I went through each one of those items and explained how Democrats are doing it in this country because it's all about um, getting people upset and angry over a suspect election. Basically, yes. having a complicit media that will, or an independent media that will carry that narrative for you. Um, and the ability to mobilize people. And if you look at what they did after the 2016 election, if he wins again in 2020, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Well, that's like, I mean, how do you how do you not? If, if you're a, a dude and you've done the research and you've thought about it and you've worked it out and you're like, well, man, here's a recipe. Here's a recipe. You could use this to overturn a government. Right. And then, and then you use it and it starts working. You're like, oh, I was right. Yeah. You this start- is how you do it. This is how, how you, you do, do it. it. And then mm-hmm. and then I, I always think it, it, it bears repeating that like so many people in the Obama administration, I always thought it was a conspiracy theory. I always thought it was a conspiracy theory. And then I, I, I looked it up. I did my own research. Like how many people in the Obama administration were just connected, just connected to the news? You know, you had you had Ben Rhodes. His brother was running CBS, and you know, there was another. It, it just the list just went on and on. CNN, ABC, blah blah blah. So it is a uh, a bit conspiracy. It's conspiracy uh, adjacent, but that's called reality. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't even call it. You know, so people like to use this term "deep state," and I think, you know, some folks actually think it's a really coordinated and deliberate thing um even in just researching the hideous fiona hill um fiona hill i'm fiona hill yeah she does a british accent actually yes um very british even even that in was just my re- lovely british accent researching her the the concept of the deep state what it actually is to me is a bunch of people who were educated in the same places, served on the boards of the same organizations, um, a cross between academics, 
media and 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 people in the bureaucracy are appointed officials, not necessarily elected officials. Um, and they truly believe in this this idea of a persistent government that's unelected. So you kept hearing during these impeachment hearings, right, that, oh, you know, he violated longstanding U U.S. policy. Well, first of all, the policy towards Ukraine has shifted significantly since the Obama administration, so I'm not sure what longstanding policy you're talking about. Yeah. Um, number one. And number two, I find it hysterical, right, that all of you were A-OK -okay with Obama sending blankets when they were begging for Javelin missiles. Yes. And now the idea that some more Javelin missiles might be delayed by a bit because now we have this dude who's president and we don't know exactly where he's going to go, right? Yeah. Is now somehow some violation and going to cause all these national security problems. That, Not really. That <laughs> I mean, really... Fiona Hill, Fiona Hill who testified and said, oh, this would be devastating and da-da-da-da-da. In 2015, wrote an op-ed discouraging defensive arms for the Ukraine. That's the thing that I think most Americans, I mean, it, it's weird. This is the the good thing about Trump is he, like, just naturally just, like, distills, distills things down into their least common denominator, right? Right. You know, like, you know, creepy Joe, lying, whatever. But it's like, it, it was so hard to believe when you have Adam Schiff up there almost crying about and they needed these weapons and we were delayed and like dude like the previous administration was giving them pillows and blankets and sleeping bags like how can you and i think hopefully most people see right through that hopefully they see right well, through it because here, here's don kill us here's a really neat piece of information one of adam schiff's major donors in california is a ukrainian born man who makes like surveillance balloons right so like not really drones but surveillance equipment so when obama was not giving the ukrainians defensive arms they could have this surveillance equipment so that they could see what the russians were doing yeah so i guess it's really nice to know when people are going to roll tanks into your town right yeah it's good that to know dude, your life is going to be that uh, over dude five minutes that throws dinners for Adam Schiff and donates to his campaign, made millions of dollars when we had an embargo on defensive arms. So Adam Schiff is full of crap. Oh, see, this is the kind of thing, like, uh, I don't, it's just like journalism, journalism, dig a little deeper. Can't someone be a little bit curious? It's crazy. Oh, the complete lack crazy. of curiosity is just insane. That's, like, yeah. All over the all over the nets this week was an Interfax Ukraine story saying the MPs from Zelensky's own party in Ukraine want Zelensky to come over here because they believe there's been significant money laundering into this country, into Democrat associated um, funds, right? That was actually the money that was taken out of Ukraine. By the former um, president. It is so jacked up over there. And I have to imagine everybody's hitting that. Everybody's hitting everybody's that Ukraine hitting. ATM. 
It's just like, hey, listen, you guys, I, they got this thing set up, Barisma Holdings, and da 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 da. Hey, I'm going to get on that. Hey, it's got to be. And if it's going on in Ukraine, it's going on other places. It's just. Oh, we're uh, doing it. We're doing it right now in Chile. Well, here's and and it's I'm I'm a little discuss not discussing with myself, but like uh, so I do videos on on uh, Tuesdays and and Saturdays. Those are those are my days that I post. But like I was I, thinking about this, and I did a, a video about it, and and I just don't know if people know. Like so so Ukraine, oh the foreign aid, the foreign aid, and they were waiting, they were waiting. But like the USA, just what our bill, the bill that we have is 50 billion dollars mm-hmm. there's 50 billion dollars a year that's just going out to to god knows who for god knows what reason and then how much is that how many how many kickbacks are there how many kickbacks are there it's like hey ecuador here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do we're gonna give you you know five billion bucks uh, to do x y and z you go ahead and get your taste you wet your beak but make sure you buy a couple diapers with it, hand that out. But you're going to have to buy the diapers from my company and then just, you know, hook me up with a couple hundred million. No one's going to notice it. I, I just have to think that it's rampant, that it's just rampant. But I was just shocked. $50 billion a year. And then this is the sad part. This was the sad part. We got 37 million people in America uh, who are living at or below the poverty level. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like uh, and, and my joke was, I think we're in one of those uh, situations where we, where we have to put on our own mask before we can help other people. But I, like, seriously, I, I know it was like the whole build the wall thing. And there was like the triangle of terror or whatever down in the in South America. We're like, oh, if we don't give, you know, Colombia this money, then there'll be even more refugees. And I just think that's crap. Oh, I just think that's absolute garbage. And I'm because like, our, our embassies end up giving money to very, very left-leaning NGOs who actually help people migrate here. I mean, it's just it's 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 a huge and crazy system. And the more you dig into it, right? Yeah. What you see is political affiliation doesn't matter. This is honestly a view of the world, right? That people in our political establishment, media companies, and, and academia have, that there should be a small cadre of people who make decisions for other people because they're just smarter than you. And I yes. find that radically offensive. I, it it, it <laughs> drives me crazy. It's like fingers on a chalkboard. Yep. <laughs> it's a, or fingernails, rather. Fingers on a chalkboard, I'm fine with. It's the nail part. But it's these people who think they're smarter than everyone else, and we should be in charge. And they've never once, like, thought about, like, and here's what, it's 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 the recipe. They've never signed the front of a paycheck. Dig it. And, and it's always just a theory that they've learned. And then they, they never... Like, it's like they haven't read history. Like, okay, so let's say you do get someone who's awesome in charge. Let's say you do, you know, you're like, okay, I'm now the emperor of America and and I'm awesome. And Mr. Awesome runs everything great. What happens when Mr. Awesome dies and someone else comes in? Like, that's literally like you can like with Venezuela, uh, like Chavez did a lot of bad stuff. But for a while there, it was working. It was working. And then it's the next guy who comes in and And just... screws it all up. Yes, and just goes ass over tea kettle. We're buying this. And, like, listen, I'm not saying Chavez 
was a walk in the park, but at yeah. least it was functioning at some level for a little while until they started running out of money and then, you know, yada, yada. But it's like, it's, it, oh, I guess it's a conspiracy, but, but it's like this whole Agenda 21 thing in the UN that's like, I, I don't even want to dig into that because my head will explode. I, I literally will need uh, like tin foil. But it's like, for for lack of a better term, it is like a, a plan. Like it see, it looks for all intents and purposes to be like a plan for like a big one world government. And like, what? Why does? Why is there an agenda twenty one in the in the UN? Like who? Some somewhere there was a think tank and people thought about it and they presented the idea. And this is what you would. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, I don't like it either, but again, if, if you look at um, people like Fiona Hill and, and you start making the Venn diagram, right? Yeah. Of people who work with people. Um, like, for example, we kind of know at this point, or you should know at this point, um, that most of the leaks coming out of the White House were coming out of H.R. McMaster's organization when he was director of NSA. Right? Okay. Yeah, and I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, yeah, he had the whistleblower. He had Dr. Hill. Vindman was on his team. Yeah, all Vindeman. those people come out of that organization. Um, the NSC, right? Well, then yes. you find out there's like 400 people on the NSC. That's way too many. And then you start looking and you figure out where H.R. McMaster went when he left. And he went to something called the Atlantic Council which is full of these people. They're all neocon interventionists, right? Yeah. So my question then becomes, as you're looking at the background, like, you know how Trump said in his call, hey, Zelensky, we think you still got some really bad people around you? I'm looking at this crew, and I'm going, how did these people ever get into a Trump White House when he's clearly an anti-interventionist? Yeah, yeah. Like, it... it I- Oh, it's that whole network. They all knew each other. They all this. They all that, right? So it's a network of people who literally hold this opinion that are still embedded everywhere in that administration, even in positions the president is appointing. You have to think that in 2016 and 2017, all these people, like they're just running around D.C., and they couldn't believe they hadn't been fired. You know? Like, how do I still— how do I still, How do have, I still a have a job? Yeah. It, no, it's just fired. <laughs> just think it's up. It's just what? Oh, I'm sorry. It sounded like you dropped. My bad. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's like, I, and then I, it sounded like you dropped. We had, we had that. We were, we had the the, we had the pause weirdness. of politeness. Yeah, we had some weirdness or something. Um, no, it's just how do these people still have jobs? They're never really going to go away. And at this point, I legitimately just think that Donald Trump is like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. Like, he started knocking shit off the shelves that really upset people because they wanted to stay behind whatever was on the shelf, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah. I can't even tell you that I believe what he's doing is intentional. He just has a view of the world that he's trying to implement. And then when something like this blows up, it almost seems like he's got some kind of homing device where it goes directly to where it's going to hurt the worst. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's there is the deep state, whatever. I, it's I'm I'm very uh, like yourself, just concerned with these unelected officials who just kind of making a career about it. Who was that? I might have said this last week, but like there was one of the dudes who was like testifying in the impeachment trial, the bow tie, the guy with the bow tie with the blue water bottle. Uh huh. <laughs> It was just like, my grandfather was a career yep. bureaucrat. My father was a career bureaucrat. And I've proudly followed it. I'm like, dude, you should be embarrassed of that. You should be embarrassed. Like, I come from a long line of paper pushers who drink from blue water bottles. I'm like, you suck. You suck. Get out into the real world. Do something. Smell a flower. Kiss a girl. Build a build a model of a spaceship. I know... <laughs> I know, Let it I know, loose a little bit. I know Star Trek fans that are more interesting than you. Oh, my God. Oh, but my God. You have Fiona Hill talking about, I chose to be an American. Like, that's a big deal. In all of our heritages, somebody chose to be an American. I know. I chose to roll a cannon up the hill during the revolution when we kicked your British butts out. It's just. And then it, I, just. What does the, that mean? Dig it, dig it. I chose to be. I realized that England was screwed and the tax system was too much. I chose to be American. And then, of course, they're trotting out the old, like, that's not who we are. We're better than this. And it's like, no, dude, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's going to be. Sometimes I get so optimistic uh, for the future and everything's, everything's going to be, you know, shun, sunshine and lollipops. And then sometimes I just get so bummed out about it because I, I, I really my concern going into 2020 is just like the casual person, uh, the person who has a pretty good job and things are going great. But they just kind of think it just kind of happened. They think it just kind of happened, you know, and that's how life is. And they, they kind of every once in a while, they'll, they'll look at the TV and uh, and CNN is just like, well, the, you know, Trump's a, a criminal. He's a straight up criminal. He's a he's a dirty traitor, a dirty Russian operative who tries to, you know, and they go, wow, that must be true. Like how many of those people are out there? That's why. Uh, and I, I just don't know how do you how do you and I guess this is the, the 10 million dollar question is like, how do you get to that like casual the person who just looks at politics casually and 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 inform them uh and, and get them to be curious without overwhelming them because it's easy to glaze over it's easy it's very easy to glaze over but remember half of those people don't vote let's hope so <laughs> so we, we can only be concerned with the people who vote and so yeah. what i find super interesting and and we had a couple of oopses here in the greater greater uh georgia area where some idiotic voters voted for what was termed as moderate Democrats in our suburban districts. And so mm -hmm. what I'm going to do with a little group of friends is go to every single one of their town halls and ask them what they're doing about the USMCA, the trade deal that they won't pass. I'm yeah. going to ask them what they're doing to stave off the Cadillac tax. I'm coming at them from the left and talking about things they haven't done for Democrats. It so is, I'm going yeah. in as an undercover conservative to make them look like crap in front of their own voters. That's great. That'll put you on the radar. Get video of that. Oh, you I know? will. Oh, I'll Just be posting them all over the social media with the hashtag Women for Trump. Standing up. That's that, that's fantastic. I got I got I almost forgot to say this about the whole Glenn Beck thing. So uh, 
for a while there, we had uh, uh, Chad Prather was coming out and he was doing some shows with us, and he has his own thing that he does, and he's extremely busy. He's a good dude. I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a big I'm a big fan. Uh, and he, when we were down at the Blaze, you know, and and Glenn Beck just brilliantly, brilliantly uh, lets it be known that he collects you know movie memorabilia, especially Star Wars stuff. That dude, and and you can go on Chad Prather's, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's Watch Chad on on Facebook. But Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, not only has the original Darth Vader suit from 1977, like That's one cool. of the oh, it's it's it's. Flipping nuts. He was when I was in there. He wasn't in, so I kind of like his. One of his walls is just big and glass, and it's like looking at a really cool museum piece. Uh-huh. That dude, he just got one of the R two D twos from The Empire Strikes Back. Like literally, You're so jealous. I'm insanely jealous. I'm insanely <laughs> jealous. It's like that oh and then of course you know you know there's a picture of prather and r2d2 and glenn beck standing there and i'm like i can tell i can tell by the dirt on r2d2 what movie (laughs) what movie it's from (laughs) and i'm like you it's just the coolest crap so for our listeners out there i just want you to know i too uh am a big fan of, of of star wars memorabilia so if you'd like to get me an actual uh prop used in in one of those movies i will gladly accept it i will gladly accept it funny oh my goodness so let let, let me let me ask you this because i don't know what what occurred yesterday literally yes literally did not turn on the tv yesterday uh was just so busy running around are we have the democrats signaled are they done uh, are they going to go? Are they going to keep pushing impeachment and go for a, a a vote in Congress and send it to the Senate? Because like I was on, I was on uh, Fox and Friends. Here's the here's the interesting thing. And well, it's not that interesting. I just think it's kind of inside baseball stuff. I get the call from Fox and Friends the other day, and they're like, "Hey, can you be on tomorrow? You know, and come into the studio?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Uh, and I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, Coldplay, uh, and I thought that was very funny. Uh, Coldplay wants a carbon, a carbon neutral tour, so they're not going to tour unless it's carbon neutral. So I'm writing jokes about that stuff, and they go, "Oh, hey!" And at the last second, they changed me from Fox and Friends to Fox and Friends first. So I was on at like, like flipping 5 a.m., mm-hmm. like 4:50, and it turns out later on that day. Uh, Trump did like an hour long phone call with uh, with the real. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. that's why that's why I got bumped for the president, which I was actually kind of cool with. <laughs> I'm like, you can bump me for the president. That's fine. That's all right. But like Trump seemed to be like, let's go. Let's go to the Senate. Let's let's do it. Oh, no, he totally is. Here's here's like. I'm looking at this whole thing like guys. You didn't shoot yourself in the foot just once. You did it, like, twice. Okay? The Democrats. Yeah, because if you look at it, Nadler's committee, like, Nancy Pelosi had to take this away from the Judiciary Committee where it would normally be because my favorite Georgia representative, Doug Collins, was basically hammering Nadler endlessly. Like, for being the, 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 what he, the ranking member, right, the the number two on the minority yeah. side, yeah. he basically made, I mean, he was making Jer- Jerry Nadler dance around like a freak, okay? 
So which, which is hard to well, do because Nadler, that guy, that guy, that guy's just creepy. And he's got a very odd little body. He's got a very he does. like. I was in in like I always. And I'm sorry. It's not as bad I, as when he was really fat though. Those oh pictures my are God. incredible. <laughs> like, and I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't like making jokes about people's personal appearances. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's whatever. For for comedic for comedy's sake, it's it's not the best. And I took a shot at Jerry. <laughs> I took a shot at Jerry Nadler in a video, uh, saying that he looked like one of the uh, he looked like one of the banker goblins from Harry Potter. And I thought it was like dead on, and it was hilarious. And then I didn't realize like he's he's like I sh- I felt bad later doing it because then I saw him like next to real people. Like and and Nadler's he's a that's a that's an odd he's had a rough life he's had a rough life I guarantee that dude was teased mercilessly as a kid he yeah. is like a little yeah so and of course and in I my think look, I think he looks oh. like a weeble but that's just me he remember does. remember those <laughs> little toys weebles wobble but they Weeble. don't fall down I, yeah and I can't believe they don't make them but I like how like even in my apology. Even in my apology, I took another shot at him. I said this about him, and I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. But he's like, listen, I, yeah. I would like. Here's here's the terrifying jury. I would to be uh, to be on the on the accused of a crime, and you got Jerry Nadler as the judge and jury, or Adam Schiff as the judge and jury, or Elizabeth Warren or AOC. Like it's just uh, the list goes on and on. It's terrifying. The notion is terrifying. So anyway, well, uh, I interrupted. Well, so she had to move it away from him, and she gives it to Adam Schiff, who is legitimately, legitimately, like, one of the most corrupt and untrustworthy people in the entire Congress. Yes. And he's, he's made it public over the last couple of years. I have, in, you know, you know dead-on information that he absolutely colluded with the Russians. Show it to me. Yes, I have. Show it to me. You know I what? I think he was saying that. I think. Light. I think he was saying that when he was talking to those Ukrainian comics who punked him into thinking that they had compromat naked pictures of Trump. I think that's when he came out and said it, and then he had to totally back off of it. It would very. It would be very, very funny to put together that timeline. Wouldn't it, it though? That that could be. That could be. It could just line up perfectly. I know, and that would be funny as anything. But yeah. I mean, he is so partisan. He is so. I mean. He's, his anti-Trump bias is so obvious, right? Yes. And then, you know, you're sitting there and you're listening, and so you're listening to Vindman, and then you hear Devin Nunes question him, and you're like, wait a minute. This guy can't be corroboration for the whistleblower. He's the whistleblower's source. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like when they did the Russia thing and Steele shopped his dossier, and then they used the articles people wrote about the dossier as corroboration for Steele's report. That and that is that's the dangerous part of of the whole closed loop of you know the deep state and the media. Hey, yeah. let's leak, let's leak out this story, uh, and then oh, USA Today wrote a story. Okay, we have to investigate this because USA wrote a story. It's just yeah, that's that's evil. That's and evil. Then, and then so all ever focusing on Ukraine was going to do. Was be a problem for Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone someone posted this thing today. Like his last, like I think his last official vote before he, I don't know, I don't know. Before uh, he became vice president, I think. Yeah, and mm-hmm. 
it's uh, and then, however, just to be a little nonpartisan at the same time, let's not forget uh, that it was George W. Bush that put Hunter Biden on the board of directors of Amtrak. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's and that's what I'm saying too. Democrat Republican, I promise you. This is about Uh, big giant piles of money that nobody counts. And uh, and it's like wow. Then you're realizing you're like wow. I'm in the I'm I'm in the government. I'm not elected. I'm just kind of hanging out here. But wow, there's big big sums of money flying around. All I have to do is like take some for myself, and I'm never going to get in trouble. And I'm a patriot. (laughs) It's just well. It's a. It's it, not a good system. There's that, but I mean, you know, what kills me, right, is we have the greatest democratization of information ever in the internet. Yes. And all of these people put all of their stuff on the internet. And you can find all of their stuff. You can yes. find the things they've said. You can find the things they've done. You can find their CVs. You can find... You can find all this stuff. And our media is so, like, I literally do it sitting in my office. I don't, I'm not in D.C. I'm not calling congressional offices. I'm not questioning people, right? I literally find all of this stuff on my computer. Our media, with the access to all the people they have, are so not curious (laughs) that they don't find this stuff. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's worrisome, uh, to say the least, but that's like the power of Q. That's the wonderful thing about like, and I'm not a big Q guy, but I know people who are and like the great, uh, you know, unintended consequence is like when, when there are these crazy, weird, like Nostradamus Q postings, you have to go, ooh, what could that possibly mean? And then you start looking stuff up, and then you discover stuff. And that's like a great, I don't, I'm sure that's not how they drew it up. Whoever, whoever invented Q. But it's a great, like, unintended consequence. is just oh, yeah. getting everyday citizens curious about stuff. Like, like-, like, like me, like me, like last night, like on, I wonder how much we do spend uh, in U.S. aid. And then you're like, holy crap. $50 billion? $50 billion? There's no way that's a good return on investment. None. There is no way. Like, uh-huh. we're getting nothing back for that. Nothing. nothing. You can literally, and this the math took me a long time to figure out, and I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong, but it seems like, but never mind. It, but there's a lot of millions in one billion. There's a lot of millions. As I think it's 10. Well, I can't even remember. Go ahead. With everything I've read and everything I've looked up and everything I've seen in probably the last six to eight weeks, okay? That was, I gotta just say right now, that was very poetic. That almost sounded like a song. It really did. With oh, everything you don't want I, saying. No, but like with everything I've read and with everything I've seen and with everything, <laughs> it had a, like a really, like, it had a good rhythm to it. It was, it was musical. I'm just celebrating that moment. I have to celebrate oh. that moment let it go. <laughs> You can kind of understand why people prefer to write these things off as conspiracy theories, because they're really kind of terrifying. Um, yeah, when you and stop it's a and think about it. it, it's it's a big bummer. And um, you know, but w- with all this stuff, I mean, American citizens need to demand right that Congress write a law 
that our State Department stop giving money to in-country NGOs. Like, unless it has to do with giving people basic health care or food, we're not doing it. Yes. We're not doing civil society organizations. We're not doing we're not doing pro-abortion organizations. And we're sure as hell not giving money to George Soros funded organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have a hard time. I mean, that would be an interesting, you know, one to do. But I, I don't think a bill like that has any kind of chance, any kind of there was a there was a guy who wrote a book. And it was, it's they turned our it into, money. I know, I know. There was a guy who wrote a book, uh, oh my gosh, about insider tradings in, 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 in Congress and how, you know, they all help each other out and they invest in these in these stocks and that's how they all come out millionaires and, and 60 Minutes did a report on it and it was all very true and it's all a very easy thing to fix that, you know, once you get elected, you don't do it. They don't want to fix it. I mean, why would you, why would you, you know, kill the goose that's laying the golden egg? And this whole, uh, you know, the foreign aid thing. And then it's very, then it gets down to a philosophical question. I watched this, uh, I think it was John Stossel. Uh, Stossel's still out there, you know, making libertarian trouble for people. But it's like, even if your heart is in the right place, there's always like unintended consequences. He did this report, like what's going on in Africa? Like, why can't Africa get it together? And he was talking to this uh, African girl who had gone through so many, just so much crap, like years and years and years trying to start her own business and you got to get this and that. And she was finally reaching some level of success. Uh, And she was talking about, well, here's, you know, here's some of the things like sending aid to these countries. Like sometimes uh, you have to be cruel to be kind. There Mm -hmm. is uh, that guy, uh, Tom's Toothpaste. I think it's Tom's toothpaste, and they also do, like, Tom's shoes, right? Mm -hmm. They're, like, these environmentally friendly shoes, and if you buy a pair of these shoes, you keep one pair, and Tom's will send another pair to Africa. That is doing so much damage to these economies, because one of the few things that a lot of these super poor countries can do, they still have people who, who are cobblers and who right. make shoes and they fix shoes and they're going out of business. It's like, we've got, we got a couple of industries. We can fix shoes. And then of course, Tom's floods the market with free shoes. So all these poor souls go out of, no pun intended, all these poor guys and, and women go out of business. So by the act of charity, you're doing uh, you're doing all this harm that you didn't even know about, and you're sleeping you're sleeping in your comfy air conditioned apartment in Manhattan or San Francisco, feeling good about yourself, and you're literally you're literally knocking the food off out of someone's hand. You're literally starving them to death. It's right. it's horrible. I shouldn't laugh. It's just so it's just so bad. It's like. You know, like like with all these concerts, you know, citizen, global citizen, blah blah blah, and we're gonna send this gift. You know, it it go, and it really goes back to, uh, you know, teach a man to fish and he'll fish forever. Give a man a fish and uh, you know he'll st- steal a bunch of fish. I don't even know what the the quote is, but it's like uh, I, I'm I, I'm I'm in a big time dial back on on the foreign aid. That's just a big. That's just a big honeypot of corruption and free money. And I feel, oh, it's it's got to be, 
uh, horrible. If you're trying to get up on your feet uh, and start a business in Africa and then somebody from some foreign country just like floods the market with like free merchandise and then right. pats you on the head. We're here to help. You're welcome. I want to I want to punch you in the face. Toms right. of Maine. It's the worst. I want us to like dial it back in huge ways. Oh, like, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right I'm there sitting with you. There, I'm sitting there the other day looking at a page that says our embassy in the United Arab Emirates. Okay. Yes. Gave more than a million dollars to this Atlantic Council. Why? Like the yeah. Atlantic Council is 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 trying to foment transnational political structures between Europe and the U.S., Europe and North America. Like they're not in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I it's like I, I, I'm like, what a million dollars, really? And there I, were I, like six or seven embassies on there giving this group money. Why? Yes. Yeah, and, and and it's nothing. It's nobody got fed, nobody got clothed, nobody got housed. It's these think tanks always kind of scare me. I, I, you know, and of course I want to start a think tank, so I already feel like a hypocrite. But like literally, you're we're gonna you eggheads uh, sit around. Uh, and we're going to get some foreign investors, some foreigners, and they'll pay your bills. But just sit around and try to figure out how we could do X, Y, or Z. Now, if you, it's that's, and I'm, I'm sure, like, there's just, there's got to be tons of them. There just have to be tons of them. And like, yeah, the Saudi, it, then, then you stumble across, like, hey, we did some research and we found out that if you invest in VW tires and then take that money and put it through this shell corporation and then move it over here, and then we, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it just seems like, yeah. And there's no, like, who's watching the watchers? I know, I, I sound so paranoid today. Uh, my apologies, you guys. Uh, expecting the light and funny. I'm like, Mr. But, I'm but Mr. Like paranoid. Even, you're not even paranoid. And here's what I find hysterical. Do tell. You know, I do these two really in-depth articles, like telling you everything about Fiona Hill and why you shouldn't believe a friggin' thing she says. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, this other one on this, you know, basic strategy. I write one yesterday on, like, just the fact that Elizabeth Warren is just a liar. I mean, she just lies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that took off like gangbuster. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Like, I'm trying to tell people about this really awful and scary stuff. So, you're right. It's not very, it's probably not very happy reading. Because <laughs> when I post about, like, Elizabeth Warren just being a, a, an abject liar... Um, <laughs> she just lies. Um, people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just bizarre to me. Yeah. It's, um, I was thinking about this the other night. I was having dinner, uh, with, uh, with Brian and, and Reno and, and, and Brian's wife. And then like, we're the only people in the restaurant. We're just kind of hanging out, had the run of the place. But it's like, if you look at matchups, like who would you, okay. So let's say this, this is our own little think tank here. Uh, at the Loftus Party podcast. Like, in terms of matchups, I kind of want it to be 
uh, Warren versus Trump. And I kind of think that's how it's going to play out. I really, I don't know. I, I don't see Joe, Joe Biden's going to fade. It's in. Well, I mean, I, I can't believe he's held be, on this long. There's going like, to be and, so much scrutiny on his like soft corruption over the next couple months. There's no way. Yeah. And, and like, he, he, he really looks like he's not doing well, like physically and mentally, like he's not getting enough sleep. I hear the campaign trail is just brutal. Just brutal. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I heard a question on another on a on a video I was watching earlier today. Have you ever met a Biden supporter? No. I mean, if you're driving around, you'll see a Bernie sticker. You'll see a Warren sticker. You might see a Buttigieg sticker, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you ever see a Biden bumper sticker? I have not. I have not. Yeah. I mean, and, and what this person basically said was when you're polling the people who are casually involved in politics, right? The ones that walk by the TV here that, you know, read the Chiron or whatever. They yeah. know who Joe Biden is. So, oh, yeah, I'll vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. But like no fans, no real fans. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, you see his events in Iowa. They're not really well attended. I know. And like the way he stutters and stumbles and so many gaffes, I'm like, if it, listen, if I was a member of the family, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? You, you had a good run. You you scammed a lot of money. You, right. you got to take a knee. Now, I think it's going to be right now. I don't think Bloomberg has a chance. I don't think. And hey, big no, shout they're just, out. They're just making it so that an even smaller plurality of voters will be required to get the nomination. I want to do a uh, a big shout out to whatever marketing company convinced Bloomberg to spend like 37 million in one week. Like if wow. you're the ad agency and you're like, "Hey, we make really good political commercials." Somebody hit the mother load. Somebody hit <laughs> the mother load. Yep. You came out of that meeting with Bloomberg and you guys, you guys sit down. Sit down. What what happened? How to go? I'm telling you right now, sit down. You're not going to believe this. We just had a huh? great week. He's going to spend $37 million. Wow! That's the best week ever. But uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think Bloomberg has a chance. I don't think... Uh, Patrick I, doesn't have a chance. No, I don't think Cory Booker, and this is just, and this is horrible, but like the uh, Cory Booker, it's like the way he speaks and his eyes, he just looks a little crazy, but that's just me. Like he's just so theatrical and he's such an over actor. I think it's going to be. He waited too long to talk about the good stuff he did in Newark because it sounds too conservative. He's. I'm serious. Newark. Newark still has that image problem. Newark still has that, like, it might he, as well like, be Libya. He started, he started a great charter school program there that's really been effective. Well, uh, good for him. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He waited too long. I'm calling it. I, I think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren, and I think her running mate is going to be uh, Pete Buttigieg. I think it's going to be – he's going to be her VP. I think that's how it's going to shake out. No. Really? Okay. Warren, I think she's going to ask Stacey Abrams. And Stacey, of course, will have to give up being governor of Georgia. But Oh, but wait, Stacey Abrams lost. No, she didn't. Just ask Elizabeth Warren. That's one of the things she lied about again this week. That's why I think she's like I and her, because we have to make sure that election fraud doesn't happen. And, and because... Stacey Abrams is the rightful governor of Georgia. We need to make sure that 
this never happens again. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you are a liar. Liar. So you're calling, so you're calling it uh, Warren Abrams right now? I think that's if if Warren's the nominee, I think it's a distinct possibility. Uh, okay, I, I I think I think it's going to be Warren. I really do, and I could be wrong. You know, I, I think I think farm. that's I think that's great because you will lose the vote of every union member in the country. Yeah, not yeah. the union leadership, and maybe not the teachers' union, maybe not the public union. But every other guy who goes out there and welds stuff, digs stuff, repairs electrical, he's given up wages for decades to keep really good health insurance, and you think you're going to take it away. You're ridiculous. There's the dude, my Uber driver. I I land in Chicago, O'Hare, hopping an Uber, and uh, talking to this dude who was my Uber driver. And he is in the Carpenters Union. He's mm-hmm. a, and, and I'm like, well, I don't know why he's driving Uber, but maybe just to make extra money. Extra I don't money. know. But holy crap. Holy crap. This guy has a house here in Chicago mm-hmm. that he bought. For, it's the house he grew up in. He bought it from his mom for like for like a song. And now right. he's, in that, he's, in, he's in a position where like people are just knocking on his door and offering him tons of money. He has a second home in Florida uh, that's doing what this guy's a carpenter mm-hmm. he's just and he's just crushing it I'm like dude you you're doing quite well and then he's out there driving uber uh, he was a big boy he was a very big boy uh, but I'm like yeah but yeah those, but I mean he's a it, union dude talk about yeah Chicago union guy my friend is a sheet metal worker okay so that that's a craft hall union don't work for an employer you work out of the union hall and you get placed on jobs right yeah so which to me is the only valid union sorry um but anyway craft unions are good they do the training they they do the health insurance they do they do everything for their members um and then they negotiate with the companies yeah they're deductible They're deductible. Their out-of-pocket max on their health insurance is $250. Damn. Okay. Do you think they're going to vote for Elizabeth Warren and Medicare for All? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. You'd have to be retarded. Yes. Yes. Uh, And and, and, oh, by the way, I'm also going to advance this theory. Okay. Um, Guys... If you're born in Gen X and you're thinking about voting for any of these people, go get your head examined. Like you must have had a lobotomy in your sleep and not realized it. If you, I, 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 I have to qualify that. If you're in Gen X and you have a retirement account, okay? Yeah. I lost half of my retirement account during the Obama administration in the crash. Most of it didn't come back <laughs> during. His eight-year tenure. Yeah. And now yeah. it's rocking. I might actually well, be able to retire because we're not going to get Social Security. So. I think you're making a logical argument to people who are making an emotional argument. And that's, that's, that's my, other big, uh, my other big concern. I think that, like, and I actually did a video about this, too. It's like, uh, well, we want to be socialists, but like Sweden. 
we want to be socialists, but like Sweden. They're not and socialists. Exactly. And that's what that's what my video was about. And so when they there's this really, really strange and this is once again, it's just like like my gut feeling. You go, wow, if you vote for her, your taxes are gonna go up X, Y, and Z. But then they think, oh, but I'm gonna get so much great stuff. It's gonna no, be wonderful not. and it's gonna be Shangri-La. And it's like it goes back to the whole imagine the DMV. Imagine like how well does the DMV work for you? Is that how you if you would do you want to go to a hospital and have it be like the DMV? Because that's what you don't even have to imagine that. For. Just go to the VA. Well, no one goes to the VA except not for unless they have veterans, to. But I'm talking about I'm talking but about that's a, Gen a government X run health system. We have I under, one. I understand what and that is. Awful. I understand what that is. And I'm saying to make every every kid in Gen X has to go to the DMV. That's yeah. something that they can they can put together. Like, remember that horrible afternoon you spent and you had to write a big you had to stand there in line for three hours to write a big fat check so you could get a sticker on your car or else you'd be arrested. Like, that's right. what that's the problem. So I think uh, keep it emotional to emotional. OK, we're going to do some Thanksgiving talk because we have to. I am very, very stoked uh, for this Thanksgiving. Am I doing anything differently? No, I'm not. It's not, it's not like I'm going to deep fry a turkey. I'm not making ribs. It's going to be old school, just roasting the turkey in the oven. Mm -hmm. But I'm very, very, very much uh, looking forward to this one. And I might do, and I, I won't even tease that, uh, but I'm just like, I don't, usually I don't get that jazzed about Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving's a good one, but I don't get excited about it. I find myself the past couple of days, like, I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm like ready to cook. I'm ready to just hang out and kick back. And oh yeah, the turkey's going and uh, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna uh, eat a boatload of food and I'm gonna get caught up on the Mandalorian. I'm gonna watch there. I get there's a new episode of that out. Came out last Friday. I haven't seen it, so there's no spoilers. But yeah, I'm just ready. Just to there's a new Star Wars game out that I'm gonna play. Like my Thanksgiving uh, is just gonna be. Not it's at all mapped be, out. I really do. Well, I really I've got do. A, I've got a great plan too. What do you got going on? For the first time since for the I first was time in forever. I'm not cooking. Really. What are you going to do? Am bringing, the I am bringing brown? an appetizer of stuffed jalapenos, and that's it. One of our friends is the regional meat manager for Whole Foods, and he puts out a spread. And he said, come on over to the house. I said, all right. That's great. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because like, yeah. I, no, I see no flaw in your plan. I see no flaw. There's just <laughs> one little question. How long of a drive is it? How long do you have to go? Five minutes. That's that you. You crushed it. You crushed it. That's that's great. Now, okay. Now here's another question. The only other: Will you be uh, able to uh, leave this place with just a boatload of leftovers? Uh huh. That's great. Yeah, you did he well. He does like a turkey and a ham, and I mean, he does like all kinds of meat, all kinds of sides. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. I could go for some ham right now. I could crush. I'm not a big, not a big ham person. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm really not. I like a smoked ham. I don't like those, like, glazed sweet. 
Oh, we're we're completely different people. We're completely different people. I don't like I don't like any kind of smoked anything. Smoked oh, turkey, smoked I, ham. I could make you it a just smoked sound... meatloaf. No. Make it. Mm-hmm. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. You know what we are? Let me ask you this. I've never asked you this huh. question. What do you what do you like cilantro? Yes. Okay. I would brush my teeth with it. Well, there it is. There it is. We've we've come to the because I'm one of those cilantro tastes horrible. Like cilantro tastes like soapy chemical. Yeah, my girlfriend's that way too. Yeah, because they say it's almost like a fifty-fifty split. Okay, so that explains it. We 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 we're literally we have literally we're on we, opposite ends of the spectrum. I totally agree that sushi is overpriced bait. Oh, it's. <laughs> And it's and it's too funny. That's I, I, I gotta write that down. I might do that. I, I, I literally might do that on stage tonight. I might do my sushi bit, just uh, as as a little extra for the Fox Nation special. But like it's like that sushi is still popular. Just amazes me. Blows my mind. Every person I know who's ever had sushi and claims to love it has a bad sushi story. They have a story where, oh, yeah, I, it must have been the sushi. I was horribly ill. I couldn't stop crapping. I vomited. And, like, Didn't why would you, you stop? <laughs> right? Like, why would you go? What? Like, if I if I had a grilled cheese sandwich, and God bless the grilled cheese sandwich, but if I, uh, uh, if I had a grilled cheese sandwich that made me violently ill for a couple of days, I would never have a grilled cheese sandwich again. I'm like... My sister caught a stomach bug, and before she felt too sick, we had minestrone soup for dinner. She's never eaten minestrone soup again, and she was like five. Exactly. Why? <laughs> like, minestrone actually had nothing to do with it. Right. It was just a Apparently, going backwards, it's not the same. And that people keep coming back for sushi, it's just beyond me. It's just, it is just such a great flipping, and it's expensive. It's expensive. It's like it's all all a cart, and by the time you're done, you've spent like 150 bucks on bait. And that's like what drives me crazy is like they're lying to. There's no way you do not like the flavor of raw fish wrapped in white rice, wrapped in seaweed. No, I do not believe it. I do because nope. there is no flavor to it. It's just like a mass of snot. And then that's why. And then they, they they'll they'll sit there and they will they will swear to you. They will swear to you that they love the flavor. They as they're putting on that uh, that wasabi Bobby. green paste. That like is such a powerful spice. It knocks the flavor out of everything. It's like yep. I, and I can't fight them anymore. I can't fight them. I just, I knuckle under and I, I just, but it's unbelievable how many people, like when you work with on a, on a TV show and you can have anything, you can have anything, they have a huge budget and they're like, where do you guys want to eat today? And the amount of just wannabe, douchey, untalented people, ooh, let's have sushi. And I'm like, I already, I already know you're not funny. I already know you don't have talent because the only reason you want sushi is because what you think it means to other people who claim they like it. It's like, oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. We won't be having sushi at the Loftus house ever in my life, and we won't be having it for Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. 
I'm roasting up a turkey. I'm making uh, my homemade stuffing. Which I am making not a thing. Said you're making jalapeno poppers. Well, but I mean, I can make those the day before. I'm not like cooking all day. Oh yeah. Because that's yeah. usually what happens. I make the pies the night before. Then I'm tearing up. Well, cut cubing up because I do cornbread stuffing. Yeah. Doing all that, getting stuff prepped, and then I'm literally cooking all day the next. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, I'm there's not a lot doing of stuff. That. Like I'm not making pies, you guys. I'm I'm buying pies, but I will buy pies in excess. I will be buying multiple pies. There will be pumpkin pie. There will be apple pie, and there will be pecan pie. Like I'm literally, it's just going to be an avalanche of stuff that I'm just gonna like. I'll be eating this for days. I'm gonna. <laughs> And it's yeah, it's gonna be instant mashed potatoes. And if you like, if you don't instant like that, instant mashed potatoes. Yup, yup. I'm not. What? I'm. I don't know why people do this. They're like, oh, I buy the potatoes and then I scrub them and I wash them and I rinse them. Then I I peel them. Then I boil them. Then I mash them. Then I'm like, why would you do that? Why are you? Because they actually yourself? taste like potatoes. So do instant mashed potatoes. No, they don't. They taste because... like cafeteria food. <laughs> mashed potatoes are flavor neutral. A potato. No, that's is a... not true. <laughs> they taste like the box they came in. No, you're getting yes, the wrong. They do. You're getting the wrong instant mashed potatoes. Hi, I... Idahoan mashed potatoes. Yes, they're fantastic. They're awful. No, they're great. Well, Listen. you don't like cilantro, so you're just continuously wrong. <laughs> We're just on up and end. Listen, I, I, I am so like Mr. Like if <laughs> I love the Idaho instant. You just pour out that white powder. There's, there's another pour. guy. There's another guy, my friend Tony, who loves him, too. I'm like, oh, that's just gross. <laughs> they're so delicious. And they come no, like. No, they're not. <laughs> and you can get okay. like different flavors. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a Twitter poll. <laughs> Homemade or, or Idaho instant? Exactly. Idaho instant is going to crush you. Idaho instant <laughs> is going to crush you. Be prepared. No, no, no. I do okay. not believe this. All right, I have got to um, jettison here. I got to hop in the shower. I got to get over to the club. Uh, we're taping a bunch of stuff. The show's tonight. You'll listen to this on Monday, so it's it'll it'll already be done. And then next week, uh, we'll discuss how it went, uh, and hopefully, I'll have an air date, uh, an, an an expectation for when they think that this will come out on the Fox Nation and all that other stuff. And uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be great. And then we have we'll have much more politics to go. I'll, I will have gotten uh, caught up. On the the Mandalorian, I will have seen episode episode three and episode four. Also, uh, maybe in a food coma. I'm, uh, yeah, there will be a food coma. I'll have so many leftover instant mashed potatoes, oh. and I'll just be eating them every day instead of cereal. Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> All right. So have a good one, and congratulations. I love it that like Huckabee and Glenn Beck and all these people that I love that you're on the radar. Our power grows. Our power grows. So uh, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. 
take care. Hug those uh, in your family. Let them know they're cared for. We'll see you next week. Bye.